What's going on, guys? Welcome back to Real Men Talk. Today, we're going to continue talking about the fundamentals of apologetics. Last week, um, we started off with this, you know, what is apologetics? You know, what is truth? Um, some some attacks on truth and stuff. And we're going to continue talking today uh, about truth and the embodiment of truth and how truth is everything and um, and really it's just going to be a truth episode. Yes. So let's get with it on Real Men Talk. Welcome to Real Men Talk, discussing the tough issues facing men and their families every day. Here are your hosts. All right, here we go on Real Men Talk. Welcome back. What's up, Kyler? Hey, guys. What's up? All right, so truth. So last week, um, hopefully you, you listened to it. If not, you need to stop this, this podcast right now. Go back and listen to it first because you will not understand everything we talk about here unless you've listened to that one. So uh, that's my disclaimer. If you go on, I'm sorry, but Don't you need to listen to the other ones. Listen to both. That's right. That's right. And like it and share it. Um, and so here we go. So truth. So last week we talked about, you know, some attacks on truth, um, such as uh, postmodernism, um, uh, secularism, Islam, you, you know, Marxism, uh, new spirituality, uh, coin term that I, you know I called scientism. Um, you know all these all these different things that that uh, we've talked about that that it are attacks on truth. It, the, t- today they're saying you know these are truths. You know such things as you know postmodernism is probably the the biggest one that um, that is attacking even especially inside the church. Mm-hmm. Um. And so inside the church and stuff, because, you know, it's saying that, you know, truth is a mental construct. And so, you know, whatever, whatever you want to believe, you can believe and it's okay. It ain't no big deal. You know, so there's no absolute truth. Every truth, you know, all truths are leading to heaven and, you know, da 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 and all this stuff. So go ahead. Which is funny. I mean, you go into court. Okay. Like we brought up yes. our last podcast. Yes. What do they have you do? They have you swear on the Bible to tell the whole truth. Nothing That's but truth right. spoke you God. But there right. are no truths. Okay. Right. Just going to put that in there for a second. Think about that. Yeah. Yeah. It, you know, and the thing about the thing about having no truth is there's no moral compass. You know, I know we talked about this last week, you, you know, but it, again, Again, because this is this is the sole purpose of all of it. Mm-hmm. That's the reason why people don't want any truth. You know, they want to be able to live however they want to live, and um, it is a continuing problem that it is riddled even inside the church. And I want to get I want to get that across because I'm not just harping on, on on people who who aren't saved. This is this is a major issue inside the church. Mm-hmm. We're going to be talking about it a little bit more, but but um, in, in a couple of weeks. But when you get into like worldviews, seventeen um, percent, okay, seventeen percent of people who are inside the church, according to Barna, which is a statistic group for for they do like uh, uh, statistics inside the church, okay, seventeen percent have a one hundred percent biblical worldview, mm-hmm. okay. That I, I don't know about you, the first time I heard that it wrecked me. 17% of people inside the church. We're talking about people who who are who are going to church, who are regular attendees, who who are it would blow your mind. 
it would blow your mind. So they have like a study, and again, I, I'm I'm getting way ahead of myself, but I did it inside my men's group, right? The 10, 12 guys that I have there in our men's group, and only 25% of them had 100% worldview. And that includes me. Hmm. And I was like, well, facts are facts. What, what is, you know, what is going on? You know, and so you, you can say, you know, well, th- this is, this is big into, you know, like, you know, we always blame things like on the coasts, you know, like New York or California, you know, and yes. stuff like that, you know, and, and, and to where it may be, it may have started there, but it, it, it's not staying there. This stuff is here. You know, we're here in Podunk, Missouri, you know, it, it, we're just outside of the boot hill. You can't get any more inside the Bible belt than what we are. Right. And this stuff is here. This stuff is, is absolutely, it is knocking at our door. It is in every single church. We have churches today inside Popper Bluff, Missouri that are progressive Christian, Christian churches. Yes. They, they don't, they don't progress. They, they, they don't profess progressive Christianity, but when you get down to what they believe, yep. they are progressive Christians and it is dangerous. And it's because they have allowed these, these lies, these, these other truths to sink into their worldview. And I don't want to get in on worldview right now because that's, that's a later podcast, right? but it is, it, it's vitally important. So that this is the reason why talking about truth is so important. Yes. Why understanding that there is only one truth. There is no truth outside of this truth. And that truth is Jesus Christ. John 14, 6, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh to the Father but by me. There is no plainer way to say it. There, you don't need any of the scriptures. You, you know, if Jesus said it, then then that's it. Yes. That, that's it. Jesus said he is the truth. Okay? He is the truth. It is so vitally important for us to, to grasp that and to understand that. Okay? You know, and so, so if Jesus is the truth, what does that say about the word of God? What does it say about the word of God? Well, Revelations 19, 11 through 13 says this. And I saw heaven opened and behold, a white horse and he set upon him and was called faithful and true. And in righteousness, he doth judge and make war. His eyes were as flame of fire and his head were were many crowns. And his name was written that no man knew, but he himself. And he was clothed with a vesture dripped in blood. And his name is called the word of God. Okay. So if you didn't know, they're talking about Jesus here. And his name was called the word of God. Now, I don't know about you guys. That's pretty powerful. Yes. Okay. So then you get into um, things like John 1, 1. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word was God. Mm-hmm. Okay. So when you're talking about 
you know, the word of God. Okay. Jesus is the word of God. Jesus is the embodiment of truth. Why? Because Jesus created truth. You know, we talked about it last, Mm -hmm. last podcast, you know, Jesus created the circle. You, you can't call it a square. It's not a square. It's a circle. And that is truth. That is a circle. Why do we know it to be a circle? Because Jesus created it to be a circle. He didn't create a square circle. Okay. Yeah. Or a circle square. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's kind of a mouthful in it. It Um, Or a circle square. You know, it is is a circle. And it's a circle because Jesus created it to be a circle. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, all things were created for him and through him. And and nothing was created without him. Nope. Nothing. You know, and so understanding that truth, understanding that Jesus is the embodiment of truth, means that the Bible is the embodiment of truth. Yes. And John, even, go ahead. And even... I mean, Jesus was God made flesh and he even prayed in John 17, 17. He said, sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. Mm -hmm. He declared it there right then and there. He knew exactly what he was doing, that there is no, no truth outside of us. And even God wrote truth in our hearts in Romans um, 2, 15. I mean, it talks about that. It says they show the requirements of the law are written on their hearts. Their consciences also bear witness in their thoughts, sometimes accusing them and other times even defending them. I mean, it's showing that the truth is always marked in us and he's always going to show us. But just just to even say that even Jesus prayed in his flesh, sanctify them by truth because your word is truth shows us that everything that is written in the Bible, everything that is God's word mm-hmm. is truth. And there's a there's a point to it. And, it, and even the son of son of God, Jesus, who became God made flesh, took time to make sure that that was in the Bible so that we would have a reminder that this is your truth. That's right. You know, and that, that verse you talk about, you know, you mentioned about being made flesh, flesh John 1, 14, and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, mm-hmm. the glory as the only begotten son, uh, one of the father, full of grace and truth. And just think about it, right after Easter. Yeah. Like if you... The word made flesh. They had God right there. They had Jesus. They had the word yes. in front of them. And all they had to do was listen. Yes. All they had to, I mean, we, we have to like sit there. I mean, even me in my personal time with God, like I have to sit there and listen for a second because otherwise I got like 15 other things going on in my head. I'm like, God, I want you to speak to me. But they didn't even have to. They just had to walk out their door, go see wherever Jesus of Nazareth was. Right. Where, where's the Nazarene at? All they had to do is go talk to him. And they took that for granted. They took that. I mean, yes, he left, he sent us the Holy Spirit. But I mean, they had one-on-one communication, how we are talking right now. Mm-hmm. They had the truth in front of their face. God literally was made flesh. The truth was made flesh. And all they had to do was listen. And it, it, it still surprises me that yes. even back then with the eyewitness accounts, they still did not believe. Even yeah. with the miracles, even with like, I mean, the, the Sanhedrin could see him right. doing miracles, raising people from the dead. And they're like, necromancy. I'm, right. Okay. Come on. It was, Moron. What if it was your kid? <laughs> right. Would it be necromancy then? No, yeah. it was that kid. It was Jairus's kid. 
but it just, it, it blows my mind because we, we want truth so bad. We want to see things and they, they had it back then. They had it back in the Bible times. They, they got to see, mm-hmm. but they still tried to skew the truth. They still tried to shape the truth, how they wanted it made. Right. You know, and, and the truth is, is that, <laughs> get to see, what I see what you did there. <laughs> There's those dad jokes coming in, write that down. Right. <laughs> is that. We we have the same thing today. Now, obviously, it's different because we don't have Jesus, you know, the the, the person walking around with us. But that, that's that's what's so important about the Word of God, because the Word of God is our tangible Jesus. Yes. If Jesus is the Word, and the Word of God is Jesus, the Word of God is our tangible Jesus. You want to know what Jesus has to say to us today? Open the Bible. You know, I, I hear people talk all the time, you know, well, well, God just doesn't talk to me. You know, I, I just can't hear from him. But well, when was the last time you opened your your Bible? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I remember one time I was talking to this guy and uh, he was he was having some issues and uh, with his marriage. And, and I was kind of counseling, him, you, you know, and stuff. And and um, he was like, he's like, I just I just don't know what to do. I was like, well, what does the word of God say? Well, I don't, I don't know. I was like, well, when was the last time you were in the word of God? Well, it, it's been a while. I'm like, that's your problem right there. Mm-hmm. You want to know what God has to say? Then get in his word. Yes. You know, the problem is, is that when he got in the word, it didn't tell him the answer he wanted to know. Mm-hmm. You know, he didn't, he didn't want the, the hard way out. He didn't want to have to work for his marriage. He wanted the easy way out. He wanted to, you know, he he wanted me to to just say it was okay for him to get a divorce. Yep. You know, but that's 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 not the case. That's not truth. No. You, you know, and that's that's the biggest problem with truth today is people just don't want it. Nope. They they do not want truth because truth is hard. Truth is hard. Truth when you come to the realization that you are a sinner and that you are in need of a savior and you cannot save yourself. There is nothing that you can do to save yourself. That is a hard realization. Yes. And the hardest part about truth is you you have to uphold a standard. Yes. Like you can't just willy-nilly do what you want to do. No. And that's, that's what I'm trying to, I'm trying to teach. So I'm over FCA at school mm-hmm. and I'm trying to instill that in their minds that mm-hmm. you have to have a standard. You have to have a set of truths that you live by. Yes. You can't just whatever the next TikToker says is true that you do. Right. Like you have to have something. I mean, there. I mean, there is no value in a relationship to them anymore. Right. Like none. I, I don't understand it. Like, and so I asked some guy, I was like, how do you choose what, what girl that you want to talk to? And he goes, I don't know, whatever, who will ever talk to me? That's fine with me. I'm like, so you don't have a standard. You don't have like a set anything. No. And I, it, it it befuddled me. I was so like, just taken aback. Like you don't have an expectation. Like you don't have a desire in your heart to want this for yourself. No, I'm good. There, there's no standard. There's no desire in them anymore. That flame has been taken out and they just, they just, they do what they want to do. And that's, uh, that's the hardest part in Isaiah 59, uh, 14 and 15. It says our courts oppose the righteous and justice is found nowhere. Truth stumbles in the streets and honesty has been outlawed. Yet truth is gone and anyone who renounces evil is attacked. And back in his day, he was talking about how the truth has it's, it's left the public places. It's just it's just slowly being whatever. 
Yeah. And we're seeing that again today. Today. Like you can't tell me the Bible's still not accurate. Right. What has happened then is still happening now. The Lord doesn't just, he doesn't equip us and then leave us. Right. He's equipped us with the truth. He's equipped us with how to handle every situation in our lives. But we have to listen. Going back to what you're saying, if you don't open up your Bible and if you don't try to listen to the word of God and what he's saying, he's not going to talk to you. Right. Because why? Would, right. If you knew that your kid wasn't going to listen to a word you had to say, would you go talk to him? No. No, there's no point. What is the point of listening to or trying to talk to somebody who doesn't listen? You're not going to. And that's that's what God is saying. He's saying, I want to give you everything. I want to give you the utmost of what I can give you. But if you're not going to listen to me, if you're not going to let me help you, if you're not going to let me instruct you, if you're not going to let me you know, just spend five minutes in silence with me so I can talk to you, there's no point. Right. And we have to open up our Bibles and we have to let God show us that his word still reigns true today just for five minutes. He's not asking for like all this time like this. You don't have to spend four to five hours at a time with God. Right. He just he just wants what you can give him. He wants your best. Right. And that's that's all he wants from us is give me your best and I'll give you my best. And if we just experience a little bit of God's best. Mm. Right. We don't even know what can it's happen. It's a game changer. Yes. It's a game changer. You know, and, and so many times it's. It's that, you know, not only do we not want truth, kind of like what you were saying, we don't want to take the time for truth because it's hard. It's discipline. It's, mm-hmm. you, you know, it's just like, well, why, why is America a fat nation? People don't want to, you know, which I know that's the guy calling kettle black, but you know, <laughs> you were going to four o'clock every day, what you want, you know, but uh, you know, we don't want to put any discipline into it. Mm-mm. None. We, we don't, we don't want to do that. Nope. We don't want to, we don't want to get up. We don't want to work out. We don't want to, you know, pay attention to what we eat. We don't want to, you, you know, all these different things. We just want we just want to run buck wild. Yeah. Do what you want. Yeah. You know, and it's okay. It's, it's no big deal. You Take know what you want and see what else happens later on. Your truth can be whatever. Yeah. You, you know, and it's, it is, it's crazy. It's, it's madness is what it is. And people just have bought into this, you know, and you want to talk about like, no, no drive, no, no, this, this next generation, the, the more I, the more I am around them, I can only imagine what it is. The for more you. worried you become. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You, you know, and I'm like, they're you, you know, cut this next workforce force coming up. You, you know, the the these next even even the next smart people coming up. <laughs> you, you know, they're they are not the same as what they were ten years ago. Culture no. has baby people. Culture has has yes. and and what they've done is they have. They have removed any moral standard. They have removed any kind of uh, accountability, mm-hmm. you know, and said, whatever you want to do, whatever your just truth is, it's okay. Just yeah. do it. It ain't no big deal. Just just do whatever you want. Do what you feel. Well, yeah. they've taken the caring away. Nobody cares about anything anymore. No, apathy Nothing. is so bad. And that's... that's- that's the driving factor. Like if you have something and you love it, like you're going to take care of it. You're going right. to make sure that you give it the best of the best. Yes. But we don't care about anything anymore. So no. then how, how do we take care of what's best? Right. We can't. can't. And, and, and yeah. we've taken that from sight and that's such an important characteristic to keep. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. All right. Well, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we are going to uh, continue talking about the importance of truth and how truth is really everything. We'll be right back. This portion of The Real Men Talk is brought to you by RL Persons Construction. 
For over 29 years, they have been a regional leader completing projects that include private, municipal, state, and federal agencies of all types. From mass grading, utilities, concrete of all types, to buildings both conventional and pre-engineered steel, you can expect excellence in all aspects of their finished work. Contact them today at 573-686-1323 and let them know you appreciate them bringing you Real Men Talk. Men, get ready to experience an unforgettable weekend full of food, fellowship, big competitions, a car cruise in, and the powerful anointed Word of God. Come be a part of the annual Real Men Rally, May 19th and 20th, at the Palace of Praise Church in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. Come expecting a mighty move of God Friday night at 6 p.m. with guest speaker, Arizona Church of God Western District Overseer, Bishop Shea Hughes. Hey, Palace of Praise, this is Shea Hughes, and I am so excited to be joining you on May. 19th and 20th for the Real Men's Conference and also staying over on the 21st for Sunday morning and Sunday night. I'm coming expecting a powerful move of the Holy Ghost. I'm coming to bring it. I hope you're coming to get it and I look forward to see you soon. On Saturday, come have breakfast with us at 8 a.m. followed by a session from Bishop Randy West as he shares his vision and passion of Real Men Rally. Worship provided by the Palace of Praise Worship Team. Get your friends and family together and come be a part of this unforgettable weekend. Tickets for the event are just $20 in advance or $25 at the door. Buy your tickets today in person at the Real Men Rally booth in the church foyer or online at realmenrally.com. For group rates, please contact the church at 573-785-4232 or by email. Contact us at palaceofpraise.com. Real Men Rally 2023 featuring Shea Hughes, Randy West, and the Palace Worship Team. Friday night, May 19th and Saturday, May 20th at the Palace of Praise. If you want to join in the conversation, join us on Thursday nights at 6.30 p.m. We gather with other like-minded Christian brothers to discuss hard-hitting topics that affect men on a daily basis and use a biblical approach to overcome common strongholds that affect our families. We show men the importance of being the spiritual leader of their home and what it means to be a real man in the eyes of Christ. Join us at the Palace of Praise, located at 1400 Herschel Best Boulevard in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. We meet in room 400 every Thursday. Come be a part of the discussion. Sorry, Frank, but unless you can prove beyond a shadow of a doubt there's a God, I'll never believe. But Bob, every decision we make in this world requires faith. For instance, you got in this car. That didn't require faith. Oh, sure it did. I mean, how do you know I'll get us to work safe and sound? Well, you've gotten me there in the past. Right. You examined the evidence and decided it was safe to get in the car. But you don't know that I'll get us there safely today. Hey, hey, you, you, come on, man. You're going, you're going too fast for this turn. Slow down. Unless you can prove beyond a shadow of a doubt that these brakes are going to work, I'm not going to use them. Frank, come on. There's a stoplight ahead. Use the brakes. They'll work. Prove it. Oh, but... I can't! Well, we just don't know about these brakes now, do we? Whoa, 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 we're gonna die! Well, what do you know? The brakes do work. Of course they do. And Bob, the evidence that there is a God is as conclusive as the evidence that these brakes will work. You need to look at the facts and make a decision. Another message from Lifeline Productions, the comic strip of radio at lifelinepro.com.
This portion of Real Men Talk is brought to you by The Jewelers Bench. They are a full-service jewelry store offering many styles of gold, silver, diamonds, and gemstones. And all jewelry repair is done in-house so you can get your treasured pieces back as soon as possible. They are also a licensed Citizen Watch dealer. Make sure to visit them today at 1353 Northwestwood or call 573-686-1522. Call or stop in and thank them for bringing you Real Men Talk. If you have a question about this week's show, please drop us an email to realmen at palaceofpraise.com. We would love to hear from you. And now back to the show with Anthony and Kyler. All right, guys. So beforehand, we were talking about how, you know, Jesus is truth and the, the, how the Bible is the embodiment of truth. And so we want to continue talking about, about, about truth. And we're going to continue to talk about how truth is everything. And to today, in today's society, I know we mentioned this a little bit beforehand, truth is so vitally important. And the reason why it's so vitally important is because they have taken it out of our society. They have taken it out of our culture. You, you know, the, good grief. And, and I'm going to tell you why a lot of people want to take truth out is because of sexual immorality. Mm-hmm. Sex has become such a big factor in in what people believe because you, you know one sex is satan's greatest tool because sex is natural yes god created us to have sex god created us to want sex inside the confines of a marriage that's the way god created it and so if you can take what god is which satan always does he takes what god created and he skews it and he, you know, and he mm-hmm. turns it and he warps it and he, you know, yes. whatever, you know, ever all the things that he does. And it's so easy to do with sex because sex is natural. Sex itself is natural. Of course, when whenever you manipulate it enough and you skew it enough, you get you run into things like homosexuality and transgenderism and all these different things that we could talk forever on. Um, but. But that's that's not the point. But when you skew truth, the point that I'm trying to make, when you skew truth and, and you allow it, allow culture to redefine truth and redefine um, what God created, you end up with things that are unnatural, mm-hmm. such as homosexuality is unnatural. It's unnatural. And, and I know that's like... <gasps> You're not allowed. That triggers me. You. That triggers me. Oh, don't. Okay, we ain't gonna start on triggered. <laughs> well, I won't lie. Sometimes I do use it with my kids. Yeah, I'm gonna like, be you triggered me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do. I just. I just. I can't. Everything is an. Everything has to have a reasoning behind it. Now, everything has to have some type of explanation. Right. Like we. We want to put a. And this is one of Satan's lies. We want to put a tag on everything, which is why we have like 30 million different genders. Right. I was talking to one of the, uh, she was our IT person or our tech person at the junior high a long time ago, but she's in recruitment out at the college. And she went to recruit over in, I don't know, some, I think it was Couch, Missouri. I mean, someplace nobody really knows about. I mean, right. I think I've been through there once. And Ouch. she was telling me, she goes, when I re- recruited, there was this girl who had a leash. She was on a leash. And she was like, I'm lost. And she was like, sweetie, how you lost here at school? And she goes, well, usually my owner is pulling me around. This girl really thought she was a cat on a leash. She had no idea. And I just looked at her and I said, what'd you say? 
Cause I wanted to know, cause I knew what I would say in that situation. Right. And she was like, I just walked away. There was nothing else I could do because her truth was she was a cat. And that's what we've allowed everybody to believe is they can be whatever the heck they want to nowadays. Right. Well, great. Do you still pay bills as a cat? Cause I need to know. Oh, there, right. may, there may be a day that I need to be a cat, <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. We just, even our wildest dreams, I never thought that we would get to the point where somebody's truth was that they were an animal. Right. You know, and it's funny because, you know, because if you can be an animal, you can be whatever you want. Of course, when you get in transgenderism, if me as a male, I can be a woman. I can just be like, hey, I'm a woman. I can be whatever I want. Right. I could be I could be a billionaire. I, I, I identify as a billionaire. <laughs> and I need Today. you to treat me as a billionaire and put that money into my bank account because right I now. believe that I'm a billionaire. You know, like, come on. That's so unrealistic. Right, but if it worked that way, I'd sure do it in a heartbeat. I, oh, I would do it in a heartbeat. <laughs> I mean, come on. You know, but I was listening to to this interview with this guy, and I don't know if you've ever followed Matt Walsh from uh, Daily Wire, but uh, he does this thing, you know, what is a woman? Have you, have you seen that? Have you seen any of that? So he goes around, he, he, it's like a documentary, and he goes around and he asks, you know, what is a woman? So he's talking about all these, talking to these all these professionals and, and different things like that. And, you know, he's like, t- you know, they're talking about transgenderism and, you, you know, and kids and stuff like that and, and, and identifying as, as, uh, animals. Anyways, the, the basic point of it is, is okay. So tell me what a woman is. If you identify as a woman, what is a woman? You know, of course they can't answer that question. You know, they're like, well, a woman is because it's different to every person. It's like, no, it's not. It's, it's not different. It's, it's a biological fact yep. of what a woman is. You know, and of course they go into all these, all these, you know, excuses. None of them make any sense at all. None of them, you know, well, this one person was like a 34 year old or or like a 54 year old man that now identified as a little girl. And his reasoning is because he never really got to experience childhood and life was too overwhelming for him. So now he identifies as a girl, a a little girl, like a six-year-old girl. And I'm going, well, yeah, life is overwhelming. It's overwhelming for all of us. Grow up. But but why wouldn't you just want to be a little boy? Uh, Exactly. Why does it have to be a girl? Girls Uh, don't have it any easier. I'm just saying. I was talking to somebody the other day and I'm like, yeah, you know, I don't get these people who just want to be a girl one day. Like you want to put up with all those problems? Oh, everything. Yeah. No. Why? I don't get it. Girls are so emotional. I'm telling you right now, I've got six kids. He's and got the boys <laughs> are so much easier to raise than the girls. They're so emotional and everything is such a big deal and everything hurts worse and everything is worse. And, you know, boy problems are worse. And, you know, I mean, it just goes on and on and on. And everything don't get me wrong. Is horrible. I, I love my baby girls. I love my baby girls. I'm not trying to, to downplay that, that at all. But. Boys are so much easier. Why would you want to do that to yourself? You, you know, and it's because I, your mind or the devil has got in there and says, hey, this is hard. Let's try something else. Instead of just working out when things get hard, instead of running away from it, you just figure out how to deal with it. Yes. And we don't do that anymore. If things no. get hard, we need to find an easier way to do it. Not just keep going on. Yep. Now, don't get me wrong. In some situations, there may be an easier way to do it. But just changing your gender. That's not the way to do it. No. Changing what is accurate and truth. That's right. not the way to do it. You can't change truth. You can no. skew what it looks like. You can't change it. 
No. And man, they're teaching this stuff in our schools. They're teaching this stuff in our colleges. You know, and that that's how they that's how they get them. That's the reason why they 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 put it out like that is mm-hmm. because um because if they can indoctrinate our kids little, that's the reason why they're throwing these big fits on on like um uh, uh, having drag queens and reading books to kindergartners, and you, you know, you see, you see this bill that that passed in Florida, right? Um, this, this, and I'm using my quotation marks. I don't know, you, you know, if you, whatever, uh, or my quotation, you know, don't say gill, or don't say gay bill. Okay, I, I don't know if you've heard of that, but it no. actually it doesn't say gay in the entire bill. But it's it's basically talking about how you can they are they have outlawed sexualization of our chill of the children in Florida up to fourth grade. You're you're not allowed to talk and it's talk about sex sexualization across the board, right? So it's not just talking about homosexuality. It's not talking about transgender. It's talking about anything. There's no reason why a third grader needs to talk about sex. No, there's there's no reason at all. Well, you have like Disney and and all these people that are throwing fits about about this bill that has outlawed talking about sex to to third grade and younger. And why? Why is that such a big deal to you? What is what is going on that it makes you so angry that you're not allowed to talk about sex to uh, to kids? And then you see Disney reply. okay. In spite, and you see like movies like Buzz Lightyear, where they they intentionally put two girls in there in a kissing scene, or or the Proud Family, where they have oh I didn't watch it either, but the Proud Family, where they have two dads, you know they do that stuff on purpose. Yeah, they do. It's indoctrination of our kids. Yes, they're trying to push an agenda to make everything socially acceptable, and they can do it in any means necessary. They'll yes. do it in whatever means necessary. They will push their agenda to make everything look inclusive, make everything seem fair, make everything seem how they want it to seem. And the younger they can do it, if they can, we we talk about this in vertical alignment. If if you you learn something, if if you learn a habit, you learn a technique when you're younger. As you grow up with it, it'll just be normalcy to you. Right. And they want to change what's normal. And right. so if they can't talk to them or teach them about things from kindergarten up through third grade, I mean, those are your years. Those are your foundational years. You're right. learning to read. You're learning to write. You're learning, you know, how to take tests. You're learning how to go through all these different important things. And if they can't teach you that there, it's going to be harder to instill in your brain later on. Right. And I see that when we see it in education, especially with COVID, there's so much gap in our learning and in, in the kids learning their critical thinking, their reasoning behind things. It's just not, it's not, and it was on purpose. Yeah. There's these charts and graphs. I I can give them and they're like, I don't know what that is. What, what is that? It's a bar graph, but you don't know right. what a bar graph is. You learn that in fifth grade. No. Okay. But they, we were creating these gaps and mm-hmm. if they get so mad, because if you can't start instilling that when they're little, then there's no, it's, it's harder. I should say it's harder. You can do it. It's harder though to instill that as they grow up yes. at, at an older age. And so they're like, okay, well, if I can't do it when they're little, then how am I ever going to get through this? Well, you're going to have to just not do it. Right. Try that. Just there's no kids need to be kids. And we've we've taken that from them. They don't just get a childhood where they get to go out and play. We put, you know, I'm talking to myself. I put a video in front of the kids. That way they could just sit there and they can play by themselves for a little bit or whatever. We just we want everything so easy. Right. And the earlier that we can instill those habits in them, the easier their life will be. Right. And the same thing is the truth. You know, if you want your kid to know truth, you have to instill that in, in them 
on purpose. Mm-hmm. It has to be intentional because if not, culture is not going to do it. Your schools are not going to do it. Nope. I don't care. Your colleges are not going to do it. I don't care if it's a Christian college. They, they are just as liberal and yep. just as leftist and have just as much of agenda as most of the secular colleges, you know, and um, they still have endowment funds and people they have to make happy. That's that's exactly right. And this is the reason why when it comes to apologetics, the simple fact that truth is everything is the fa- is the starting foundation of apologetics. Yes. You, you, you have to, you know, and you look at verses, you, you know, like John 424, God is spirit and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Truth is everything. It is everything and understanding truth, especially, especially when it comes to our children. We, you nailed it on the head. We are lazy. Yes. We are lazy. We do not want to take the work and the discipline to, to raise our children. And I know that sounds harsh. I know that it comes across harsh, but it's true. You should re-educate your kids often. Yes. Often. You should, you should ask your children. And I know I've said this a bunch on here, but it's, it's worth saying again. If your children come home, you should add, when your children come home from school, you should ask them what they learned that day. Mm-hmm. What did they learn today that seemed odd or made them question what they believed? And why did it make them question that? You know, what is the school teaching you that, that you think is counterintuitive to what I am in teaching you? Mm-hmm. You know, you, we should ask those questions. But the problem is most of us don't know the word of God. Nope. And so we don't we don't even want to ask those questions because if our kids come home and they're smarter than we are, which in my case is, is most of mine, all of them, um, you, you know, then if we're not educated ourselves, then we don't have answers for those things. So it's better just to let them learn what, you know, let the school do it. We do the same thing with the church. Mm-hmm. Our kids go to church for two hours a week. Most of the time, maybe Sunday morning. Wednesday night, you know, and if, if, and really a lot of kids only come on Wednesday night, yes. you know, and you know, it, it, even if you're there, when the doors open, you're talking about three hours a week. Okay. And well, that's, that's good enough. You know, I, I don't, I shouldn't have to instill anything else in them that, you know, they should be able to get everything they need in three hours. Yep. Hogwash. They're spending 40 hours at school. At least, you know, and yeah, and that's, that's if you don't play sports or before school or anything else. Yeah, you know, so you're spending all this time at school, and they're indoctrinating them. You, you know what I mean? If you don't teach them, they're going to, and they're going to indoctrinate them however they want to. Yep. You know, and again, we go back, we go back to truth. Second Timothy two fifteen. Be diligent to pres- uh, to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who doesn't need to be ashamed, correctly teaching the word of truth. Mm-hmm. Come on, people. Correctly teaching. Correctly. Not teaching how you feel. Right. Correctly teaching what the Bible says. I asked my FCA group the other day, I said, why do you believe in God? Or why do you believe what you believe? They couldn't tell me. I mean, granted, they're 12. Right. You should be able to formulate. Most adults can. Right. You should be able to formulate something. Right. There was one kid, one kid that could tell me why they believe what they believe, why they believe in God. Majority of everybody else was, well, because my mom and dad believe in God. Right. Okay. And that should tell you that your kids are watching you Mm -hmm. to believe what you believe. And if you don't understand what you believe, if you don't know why you believe the way that you believe, then how are they going to ever know the way they believe? Because my mom told me God was real. Okay. She probably told you Santa was real too. Right. 
Well, now, yeah. and even if they make it all the way through high school, yeah, okay, even if they make it all through all the way through high school, hanging on to that that thing. Well, my mom and dad believes it this way. When they get to college, they will destroy them. Yes, yeah, you know. Well, your when you come to this realization that your parents are fallible. Okay. Yeah. That you know you realize you know well yeah and that happens so so at a certain age you know it's just natural at a certain age your kids begin to pull away right they have to separate from being a kid and starting taking on responsibility that's that's nat- natural yes. becoming an adult you know different things like that they have to start thinking for themselves yes and they realize that you were not right about everything right well they start questioning and questioning is good right it's not bad it's good risk and so. It, it creates a firmer foundation for them. Mm-hmm. But if you didn't start the foundation in the first place, it can't get firmer. Right. And so that's the problem is we, we give them a soft foundation, a, well, I mean, pastor said this, so that's why we do it. Okay. Pastor's not with your kids the most, right? They're open. They're a resource for you, but you have to know why you genuinely believe what you believe. And if you can't tell your kid why you genuinely believe the way you believe, then that strong foundation, that firm foundation, that installation of truth in their mind is never going to happen. And they're never going to be able just to progress to where they find their own truth in God, right? That this is God. This is the truth. And I believe this because of this, right. we can do our best, but and that's not saying, you know, everything, right? That's saying that you get in the word, you study the word to find the truth that you find that, that, that biblical truth right. and you do your best to instill it in them. You as a parent are not going to be perfect. You right. can't do everything right, right, but you can try. That's right. You can do your best. You can love on them, show them what the Bible says, teach them what the Bible says and do your best and then take them from there. And when they say, why do you believe what you believe? They have an answer for it. Right. You know, and, and, you know, it, uh, most of the time we, we, as parents, we don't have the answers for those things. Mm-hmm. And so, and so what happens is when our kids come home and they have questions, which naturally happens, we're like, because I said so, or because the Bible said so, well, I'm telling you right now, and th- this is, this is exactly what happened to me. Whenever I was a kid, you tell me because I said so, or because the Bible said so, I want to know why. Yeah. And if you can't tell me, you know, that don't, don't have sex. Well, why not? Because I said so. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I'm going to do right the opposite. That's that's why I'm built. Yeah. That that's that's that is how I am geared. Yes. You know, I'm gonna do right the opposite. Now, if I have an understanding of why things work, it helps better uh, equip me not to do those things. Yes. You know, but if you just if you just gonna tell me because I said so, I'm a rebellious teenager. I'm gonna yes. do whatever the heck I want. Yes. You know, and right, wrong, or indifferent. I'm not but that's the way teenagers are. Exactly. That that's that's the way they are. And if we bring them back to Jesus' truth. Okay, his whole life was truth. He is truth. Did he ever tell his disciples because I said so? Not once. Never. He either gave them a parable, told them a story, or he just told them. Right. This is this is why. Yes. We can't just say because I said so. Now there are plenty of times I'm sure you want to be like, yes, because I said so. Right. But that comes with prayer and fasting and saying, okay, Lord, help me to understand these situations. Help me, guide me. Help mm-hmm. me with discernment to know what to say in those situations. Yes. He's going to give you words. He's going to give you something to say. He's not going to leave you high and dry, but we have to want it first. That's right. You know, Psalms uh, 25, five says, guide me in your truth and teach me for you are the God of my salvation. I wait for you all day long. Mm-hmm. You, you know, and, and that's it. That's it. You know, the, and, and the only way you will ever find truth is in the word of God. That's it. Because again, the word of God is the tangible, is our tangible Jesus. Jesus is the embodiment of truth. 
Yep. You know, therefore, the Bible is the embodiment of truth. Second Timothy three sixteen and seventeen says, "All Scripture is inspired by God, and is profitable for teaching, for rebuking, for correcting, for training in righteousness, so that the man the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work." Yep. That's it. That's it. That, that's that's what it's all about. You know, and, and I want to encourage you today to get in the word of God. If you if you are not regularly studying, if you're not regularly spending time in the word, you are you are in a dangerous spot. You know, a, understanding truth, that truth is everything is so vitally important to to today's culture. You know, and us as men who have families to look after, it's even more important for us because we have to pass it to the next generation. Yes, we have to. It is that that is the reason why we exist is to pass it on to the next generation that to spread the word of God continuing. You know, you know, when you get into uh, like judges and, and stuff like that, and they're talking about, you know, generation, there's a verse in there that says, you, you know, and they did not know the, the what God had done. You know, it, it's so it's so terrifying. It's to, so terrifying to think that that somebody would not know Jesus because we did not tell them. Our kids would not know Jesus because we did not tell them. Get in the truth. If you've got questions about it, email us. Find somebody. You know, you can email us at realmen at palsapraise.com. Find somebody to talk to. Find a pastor. Find somebody that you can trust that is Bible-believing, that, that can explain things to you, that can help you study, learn how to study. Um, you can also find us on Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook, you, Roman Ministries, Roman Talk, and and know that truth will set you free. Yes. It will set you free. Uh, if I, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Please share it. If you did, um, you, you know, comment, um, you know, rate it on whatever platform you're on. And, uh, you, you know, the more you, you like, the more you share it, the more it's accessible it becomes to everybody else. So, um, and as always, I want to enter prayer. Holy Spirit, teach us to be leaders of our homes, of our communities, and of our churches. And teach us to be godly, courageous men. In Jesus' name, amen. You've been listening to Real Men Talk, brought to you by Palace of Praise Church in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. If you would like to get in touch with us, shoot us an email, realmen at palaceofpraise.com or visit our website at palaceofpraise.com. If you're a man age 16 and up and would like to be a part of the conversation, join us at the Palace of Praise every Thursday night at 6.30 p.m. If you don't have a home church, consider joining us for worship on Sundays at 10.30 a.m. and 6 p.m. Palace of Praise is located at 1400 Herschel Best Boulevard in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. New episodes of Real Men Talk drop every Thursday at 5 p.m. You can find us at iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Anchor.fm, Amazon, and more. Real Men Talk is a production of Palace Media Service. Real Men Talk has been brought to you this week by RLP Construction in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. For commercial contracting of all types, see RLP Construction today. And by the Jewelers Bench in Poplar Bluff. They are your one-stop shop for all your fine jewelry needs. They also do in-house repair and are your citizen watch dealer. Make sure to thank our sponsors for bringing you Real Men Talk.
men. Get ready to experience an unforgettable weekend full of food, fellowship, big competitions, a car cruise in, and the powerful anointed Word of God. Come be a part of the annual Real Men Rally, May 19th and 20th, at the Palace of Praise Church in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. Come expecting a mighty move of God Friday night at 6 p.m. with guest speaker, Arizona Church of God Western District Overseer, Bishop Shay Hughes. Hey, Palace of Praise, this is Shay Hughes, and I am so excited to be joining you on May 19th and 20th for the Real Men's Conference and also staying over on the 21st for Sunday morning and Sunday night. I'm coming expecting a powerful move of the Holy Ghost. I'm coming to bring it. I hope you're coming to get it, and I look forward to see you soon. On Saturday, come have breakfast with us at 8 a.m., followed by a session from Bishop Randy West as he shares his vision and passion of Real Men Rally. Worship provided by the Palace of Praise Worship Team. Get your friends and family together and come be a part of this unforgettable weekend. Tickets for the event are just $20 in advance or $25 at the door. Buy your tickets today in person at the Real Men Rally booth in the church foyer or online at realmenrally.com. For group rates, please contact the church at 573-785-4232 or by email. Contact us at palaceofpraise.com. Real Men Rally 2023 featuring Shay Hughes, Randy West, and the Palace Worship Team. Friday night, May 19th and Saturday, May 20th at the Palace of Praise.